unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. All right, welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And we, I've been waiting on pins and needles for seven days straight to finish up the uh, conversation that we started last week. And we've got our guest back. And so I'm just going to shut my mouth and absorb as much as I can over the next half hour. Well, it's going to be good. We're back with Carlene Anglade Cole. She's a top copywriter with a track record and a level of creativity and moxie anyone would be jealous of. Um, her latest book is called My Life as a 50-plus White Male. And that's because as a biracial woman, Carlene has successfully found a way to get into the mindset of her prospect, namely a 50-plus white male, which, as you can imagine, is quite different than she is. Last week, Carlene traced back the lessons of her career as an in-house copywriter for Phillips and gave us a whole bunch of other good stuff besides. And she talked about her mentorship with Clayton Makepeace, the great late Clayton Makepeace. She's back with us today because she agreed to share some of her highly valuable freelancer secrets. She's a super successful in-demand freelancer. Everyone needs to hear these secrets, even if you're not a freelancer. She just has generally good business wisdom and advice. And she's agreed to do this. And that's what we'll talk about today. But first, let me share a highly valuable listener secret with you. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. Well, Carlene, I've been waiting for this too. I'm so excited. Welcome back. And thanks again for joining us. Let's get to freelancing. I want to start by reading back to you what you wrote in your new book, My Life is a 50 Plus White Male. Uh, um, <laughs> it's a long title. It's a long title. My Life as a 50 Plus Year Old White Male. Yes, My Life is a 50 Plus Year Old White Male. You write, you've got to remember when you're a freelancer, your first client is you. A sage advice, and I've never heard it put quite that way before. How about a couple tips for freelance copywriters on marketing themselves with that in mind? Sure. Well, like I said, when you forget, you're thinking that you're a freelancer, you got to get clients and you got to take care of the clients. And then that, that, that's how your business is going to grow. Well, actually, I found that I got to take care of myself. I have to be able to present myself in a way that's going to be appealing to my prospects. And I have to be able to create an environment that I'm working in that is a good one. I mean, most people leave freelance, most people leave corporate America to experience a freelance life and have you know, independence, have freedom, to have more, make more money, whatever it is they're looking for. And a lot of times I find that they tend to bring that same junk right in with them, you know, from corporate America. And it's like, stop, stop doing that. You know, all that, you know, dealing with meetings, for example, like one thing as a freelancer I've, I've done and I learned very early on in my career was cut all of the extra meetings out. When I was working at a, in corporate America, I would spend eight to 10 hours working a day. And the majority of those days were spent in meetings. 
um, you know, to be with the meet with this, meet with this group, meet with this group. So by the time I was done, you know, I mean, I maybe had two hours of solid work done that day. So when I became a freelancer, I, I, I learned that I saw very quickly that when I stopped with all of the extra meetings, I could get four hours of work done, four quality hours of work done in the morning. And that would be all I needed for the whole day. Mm-hmm. There was no need to stay till five o'clock behind the desk. I'm done. You know, I start working at five in the morning. So, hey, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm finished working. Now I can have fun. I can live my life. I can go do things I want to do, you know. And so it's almost like don't forget that when you are a freelancer, create the environment that you want or you wanted that you didn't have when you were in corporate America or wherever you were working before. That's so that a was really, the best thing. really good point. Yeah. That was just, yeah, kind of trained. So then, and then also is uh, when you're, when you're working with clients, freelancers tend to be afraid to, you know, get the client angry or upset because it may be the only client you have. And so therefore if you lose that client, then you don't have a, you don't have a business anymore. You don't have a job or whatever. And the, the truth is as a freelancer, you have to look at yourself in the case, not only as a copywriter, but as a consultant to the client. So you're not saying I can write copy for you. You got to bring something a little more than just that because you are able to work with so many different companies in theory, you work with different companies and you've picked up a little bit of information from all these other companies. And so you can use that knowledge to help grow your current client. So you position yourself more as a consultant um, that's going to bring additional um, services to the client, then you're becoming more valuable to your client. So it's not just, you're not just a copywriter, you know, you are a copywriter and a consultant to your client that raises your income, you know, base very quickly. That's really good. And um, that last point you made reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you last time. And that's also something from your book where you say that anyone can learn to write in any niche that seems to go really against conventional wisdom where someone says, I'm a financial copywriter, or I'm a dating and seduction copywriter. Or I'm a technical writer. I mean, could you explain your thought behind yeah. that? When I say that, it's not meant to be glib. Like, oh, anybody can learn how to write. Because the truth is, we're talking about people who know how to write, first of all. So if you have no copywriting skills whatsoever, then that comment does not apply to you. It's not saying, oh, anybody can learn to do this one. No, I'm talking about people who, are, who know that they like writing and they, they know how to write. I'm saying that anyone can learn to write in a niche because... The key to writing in any niche is knowing who the market is. So if your niche is, in my case, 50 plus year old white males, then I'm going to write to those people. And so in that sense, that's why I say you can learn to write. What do they like to do? What, what are the words that you want to use that's going to be like, you know, really cool with that marketplace? They can understand. What illustrations can you use that's going to be easy? What TV shows or radio stations you can bring up or whatever that they can go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, you know me. You know me. So you want to you learn to use their language. So to learn to write in a niche, we just strictly means get to know the language of your people and, and, then, and then speak that language to them. Use the words, you know. So, you know, you can say like when I, I'll talk to my marketer, something like, you know, and you know, it doesn't just you know, irritate you when your kids think they know better than you. You know, I mean, because I know, you know I'm talking to it's somebody who can say that to them. Like, well, they don't know anything, you know, and I'll, I'll talk like that because I know that's my market, you know. And a lot of times I'll use the names in my promotions. I'm using fictitious names. I'll Google, you know, popular names in 1940 and uh, popular male names and see what are those popular names. I'll make sure I drop those names in. In my copy. So again, it's like, oh yeah, I knew a friend named John. I knew a friend named Robert. I knew a friend, you know, named Bill. 
you know, so that's that's kind of how you drop that little those little seeds in and you drop some of the nostalgia in if you need to. Um, and like, for example, I work on a package and I uh, about chelation therapy and I and I wanted to share a story about these soldiers who were 1940 who, who have been um, uh, exposed to uh, uh, to lead poisoning, which led to a lot of problems for them. So I started telling the story about what was happening to these soldiers. Now, I didn't know the soldiers, but I Googled. You know, what was the average pay in 1940? You know, what was, you know, what was going on? And then I would drop, you know, well, sure, they're making $2.35 an hour or whatever it is. I'm dropping that stuff in so that my market's going to read it and say, yeah, I remember that. I, that's, that sure was. That, that's exactly. And so-and-so was playing on the radio when that happened. And this, so those are little tricks to, to you know, learn the language of your market or your niche. And when you do that, you can learn to write for your niche. That's that's really great. And you did mention kids who think they know more than you. Um, um, I'm, I'm for them. <laughs> okay, so as long as we've got that out in the open. You were raising your kids both in your time as a team member at Phillips and as a freelancer. Could you talk about the challenges? Because I know I'm, I'm sure a lot of women copywriters, especially with the amount of alone time focus that copywriting requires and the the kids who sort of have, um, you know, they have a mom cam on at 24 hours a day. Um, could, could you talk about the challenges you face in your two roles as mom and copywriter and how you handled those challenges? Sure. When I became a freelance copywriter, uh, my, my youngest was seven years old. So I had seven and the 13, almost, almost 13. So I had the four, the four kids that age group. And so what I had to quickly learn was that once I went into my office, I had to shut down mom. I had to shut down the mom role and go into my writing mode and just focus it. So I had to learn to really carve out those hours that are my money time and not let anything interfere with that money time. Now we were, my husband and I was situated, had a situation where he was, he was a firefighter um, for 21 years and he had a, she worked on shift um, schedule. So I was always trying to find a job that would work in, you know, balancing with his schedule so that we both wanted to be the ones who took care of our kids. We wanted to raise our kids. That was our, our goal. We got married and that was what we wanted to do. So when I'm working, when he's home, he's upstairs, you know, so he's got the kids. And so I would hear all kinds of noise and screaming, mommy, you know, all that kind of, and I had to learn to shut it off because if I went upstairs and went into mommy mode, my day was done. It was shot. You know, because by the time I got myself back into the mindset of right, it's, it's done. It's done. So I had to have a sign on my door that said, do not bother me unless you're bleeding. And as they got older, I had to add from the eye, you know, like don't bother me unless you're bleeding from the eye. Because, you know, I, I had to learn to say, okay, their father is a firefighter. What if there's an emergency upstairs? Who, who else would you want to be there but a firefighter to handle the emergency? So they don't need me. They just want mommy yeah. because they know mommy's here. So I had to train myself and my, my family, my children mainly, to say, mom's at work. You know, I'm at work. And when I'm working, I have to work because if I could put in three to four hours of work, I got the rest of the day off. You know, but if I don't, I, it, it ends up taking way longer. Um, than normal. So I think the problem really becomes as a woman, you have to make your, you have to train yourself to cut, cut it because, oh no, I hear them. My babies, my baby, you know, they're crying. I gotta go take care of that. You know, you have to learn to say, no, 
I mean, guys are much easier doing that. My husband will say, look, I'm busy doing this. Don't bother me. And that's it. Nobody bothers him. With me, mm-hmm. it's like, but mom, but mom, but mom. I'm like, as I said, don't bother me. But mom, but mom, you know? So I had to kind of train myself first to say, respect mm-hmm. your time. And then they will respect your time if you do it. You're you're almost trying to override your genetic imperatives, yes. right? You're, I mean, <laughs> you have just, to. It is because ultimately it's going to pay off. You know, if, oh, I yeah. can do, if I can get four hours of working, you know, in the morning, I got the rest of the day. I can do whatever I need to do with my kids. But if not, then I've got, I didn't work and I wasted the day and I still got to be with my kids, you know, and help them out. So it is, but it's just, it's a training process. It, it took me a few years to really get it down. And once I got it down, once they realized this is, don't come down here. I'm done. You know, you can call me on the phone. And if I can talk with you, I'll call, I'll call, talk with you and say, let's have lunch. Well, I'll treat it like a job. It's, it is a job. So treat it like a business and, you know, office hours you well, have and everything else. We, we've had a few other really fantastic women on this podcast, but I'm going to say right here, right now, that is the best advice for women working in copywriting we've ever heard. And you, you're welcome. Um, so let's talk about um, just being a freelancer. Your your first gig was writing for a male potency product, right? Um, could you talk about the most important lesson you learned from that? Sure. A couple of lessons from that, I think, were very powerful for women, for copywriters, or the copywriters in general. Um, here I had worked at Phillips for 12 years in the direct response industry, but now that I was a freelancer, the game was different. I mean, I had to have samples to, to be able to show other companies that I can write. Now I had some small little samples, but nothing big. Well, it turned out one of my uh, list brokers that I used to work with at Phillips, um, his name was Dave Nelson. He worked at Walter Carl List um, Brokerage Company. Dave called me. He says, hey, Carlene, I, I have this client who's looking for a black male copywriter. And he says, I have not found any at all. So I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're half black. So maybe I can talk with you and see if you can help out. Because this guy found out that his file, which is the male potency file, um, had a lot of African-American men on the file. So he thought, well, I've only got white copywriters working for me, white male copywriters. If I could find a black male copywriter, maybe they will be able to address my my list in a way that I could get more orders from them because they could relate and I can, you know, really grab that, that segment of the, fi- the field, um, uh, of the file. <laughs> and so, so Dave comes to me, he goes, I, I don't know. I can't find anybody. You know, maybe you can help me with that. I said, Oh yeah, I can definitely help you. Yes. You definitely need to have that black angle in there. You definitely need to do that. And my husband will give me some insight too. And I have, you know, my family, I could, yes, you definitely need that black <laughs> I didn't do the black male because I couldn't put that part in there. I said, definitely need that black angle to help you with it. So he says, okay, I'll introduce you to the client. So I got to meet the client and I sold him on the whole, yes, you're missing out on that black experience. You're missing out on it, right? And so I got the job. I'm like, yes, I got the job. So I told my husband, okay, I got the job. I need you to help me. It's a male potency, you know, about what guys are experiencing potency problems. He's like, I can't help you. I don't have problems in that department. You know, I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Wait, you said you help me. Nope. Everybody took three steps backwards, left me on my own, right? So then, so a lesson, a le- one lesson for that was, um, you know, my whole spiel about the whole black thing, that was totally bogus. That is nothing near what is the reality. You do not have to be a black male copywriter to write to a black male audience. You know, you just have to know 
what to say to your black male audience, whatever you are. And a perfect example for that was I had a, a copywriter friend of mine named Bill Hebden, who was an amazing copywriter. And Bill Hebden, white guy, 50 plus year old white guy living in Philadelphia, wonderful guy. Bill Hebden had the control for Essence Magazine for I think almost 20 years. I mean, it was a ridiculous amount of time. He and for people the, who don't know, Essence is for black women, right? Essence is today's black woman. And so Bill Hebden used to always joke with me saying, Carlene, I am more today's black woman than you are, you know? <laughs> so he said every time Essence tried to find somebody, a black male or black female to try to write up against him on his copy, he says, oh, they're going to pull that black thing and it's not work. That's not what Essence is about. Essence is about empowerment. It's about, you know, it's not about the race. The race is just like icing on the cake. So Bill knew that. Bill knew how to talk to black women. And he did it with such style and finesse that they said, oh, she knows me. She knows me, you know, whoever's writing to her. And it's like, it was Bill. So that was an example where you don't have to be the market. You just have to know the market. Do you have a problem with Kindle books? I do. Sometimes I really just want to hold a book in my hand so I can turn the pages and highlight stuff and make notes. That's one reason I recently released the print version of my book, Breakthrough Copywriting. And listen to this. On Facebook, I've gotten pictures posted from around the world. Pictures of people holding their printed copy of Breakthrough Copywriting in their hands, including one from an A-list screenwriter and marketer in L.A.'s famous Topanga Canyon. He was reading the book in his hot tub. Breakthrough Copywriting is a great book for you, whether you are a beginner or an A-lister yourself or anywhere in between. It costs a tiny, tiny fraction of my $5,000 a head seminar that the book is based on. So check out Breakthrough Copywriting on Amazon.com. Now, back to the show. So Clayton Makepeace, I talked to you about my, my mentor, Clayton. He wrote a launch for a, a highly successful newsletter, Christian Northrup's uh, Women's Health Letter. That thing did phenomenally well in the launch. Clayton never had a, a, you know, a hot flash in his life. But he sure did talk about writing, you know, how his experience was. And then as you're reading it, you're like, oh, my goodness. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. So he knew how to do it. So I knew those lessons going into this gig here. So I just thought I just got to figure out, you know, what these guys want and how do I give it to them? And so that was how I ended up working on that, getting that project. I ended up working on it. I had Clayton critique the package for me. I totally deviated. I mentioned last week I deviated a little bit. And Clayton came back with a crit and told me I wrote like a effing girl. You know, I had to straighten myself out. So I'm not, you know, and I'm like, I am a girl. He's like, but your market's not a girl. So you need to write to your market. So he got me back on track and I wrote that package. We tested it against the white male, 50 plus year white male copywriter. And my package beat it. And I got the first control from that. So a couple lessons there, like I said. You know, um, we had to cut it short last time. I want to give you all the time you want to talk about your book. Tell us about your book. Oh, Okay, great. All right. So I, I've always actually, I, I always wanted Clayton Makepeace to write a, a, his memoir because I thought he just had such amazing knowledge that he could share with the whole world. And I kept saying, write a book, write a book. And I told him one day I'm going to write a book. And when I write a book, will you please write my forward? So my one regret is I did write the book, but I, I wrote it too late. Clayton passed away a month after I started writing the book. So it was a lesson for me to say, why are you waiting on this? You know, just get it done, get it done. I feel like my, you know, the book is called My Life as a 50 plus year old white male. It says how a mixed race woman stumbled into direct response copywriting and succeeded. So this story is, it talks about when I came from Haiti, I'm a Haitian immigrant, 
stay-at-home mom, working mom. You know, I stumbled into this direct response, you know, industry, found out I love writing, love doing this stuff. Got to be an A-level copywriter, won the um, the AWAI Copywriter of the Year Award. So I felt like, you know what? I got a story here that I can share that can help people, not just telling my story, but using that to say, you know, you can do this because I ain't that smart, you know? So you can kind of figure this out. And whether it's copywriting or if it's life in general, you know, you need some tools that can help you. And I kind of share some of those tools that I have in the book. So although it's predominantly a, a book for copywriters, I think it's really a book for people who just are looking for a way to uh, say, release their inner hustle. Uh, I talk about that in the book or just to, to get the confidence to just go for it and try um, and then just kind of see somebody who's done it and say, yeah, she, her, my path was very simple. It was, I didn't have to go through a whole lot. I just kind of took one step, took one opportunity as it came and build on it and learn from it and then and just sort of did it. So I did that. And then I also, in the book, I, for writers or marketers, I give away about $950 worth of my sales promos. These are controls that have worked very well, made millions of dollars for my clients. I talk about them in the book. And then I say, hey, you know what? Buy the book and I will give you access to those for free. So it's $950 worth of really, really good copy that you could use and learn and, and study from and can make yourself a better writer. Yeah. And you're not saying it, but I think people can get a sense of it from hearing you. It's a really fun book to read. It's energetic, <laughs> and great fun. sense of humor. Yeah. You decided what the hell, this, this life's hard enough. I'm going to have fun. That's really. it. it that's, I have fun. Look, I said, I'm writing this book. First of all, one of the books I could share, my grandkids could look at one day and go, oh, that was my grandmother. She's pretty hot and she's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> so that was what I wanted. And then I thought, I said, if I just sell one copy of this book, I reached my goal. You know, I'm a published writer. That's what I wanted. And I, I sold the copy. That was, that was my low threat. You know, I was like, anything about that is. Wait, wait a minute. Didn't you hit number one in, in the oh, next? Yeah. yeah number one best selling. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Amazon. Amazon. It was hit Amazon number one. It hot new releases, but then it just recently hit Amazon number one as a bestseller. So I'm loving that. I, you know, it's cool. I mean, you know, it's in a little world, direct marketing world, but. It, it's cool. I'm happy. I love it. I think people, my, my girlfriend calls it a great beach read book because she just chilled out and read it on the beach. I have people say, look, I read your book in two days. It was that. It's now, again, I'm, I'm sharing lots of stuff that I've learned, but it's just practical things. You know, there's no deep science, no, none of that in there. This is just, hey, I did this, try it. Or I don't do this because it didn't work. You know, it's just that kind of, you know, Kind of hands on yeah. helping out, and and there's no deep science, but you don't gloss over stuff either. I mean, you give people the real deal. It I, it it has my highest recommendation. I wish yeah. I could get Oprah to recommend it, but I'll I'll recommend it. Well, I know it's I, not this, the that's same just thing. as good, David. Oh, <laughs> good, thank you. But, All yeah. right. And we yeah. found you read my book, and you found out we had some similarities, right? That's, no, that's right. In fact, yeah. um, you know, I grew up in Rockville, Maryland, and it turns out Carlene's first job out of college was selling ads for winx radio in rockville barrel and yep. and we also um had the same client at at different times uh, danny lavinas at georgetown publishing yep. that was my he was my boss i worked with danny for two years at georgetown publishing house um that was a really cool experience and like i said i didn't know that until you told me you read the book and uh and saw the the similarities in there so yep. yeah apparently uh, danny's retired he's sort of following in the footsteps of gene schwartz he's this beautiful art collection art oh yeah he has like i i a couple of years ago i reconnected and i mean he was 
he's you know arts endowments and you know he's just doing a lot of things that he you know he and his late wife used to love to do a lot so that's it yep enjoying life why not that's it well thank you any any final words of uh, inspiration to copywriters um any warnings to publishers to stop beating up their copywriters <laughs> any anything you want to say before we wrap up well i will say one thing um but my, my book you can get it on amazon or you can go on my website carlinecole.com and you can you'll find a link to the book there and i would say read that because it will give you a lot of really good advice so that's one thing um second thing i would just say is if you're new to copywriting and you think this is something that you want to do do it just do it start doing you know take a step if you need to learn a skill there are so many programs out here now that will teach you a lot of things. We didn't have that 30 years ago. It we didn't. Exist. I remember did I, I've taken a different path, but same thing. I had to scratch and search and, yep. and then hustle and connive to get information. <laughs> and so you might still have to do those things, but at least you can, you can take a program and learn. So it's sort of like, you know, if you, if that's what you want to do, then take the steps to try, you know, right now we're all kind of redefining ourselves, we new normals with, with the whole COVID pandemic going on. So just go ahead and redefine yourself, you know, and just decide, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a copywriter. Let me find out how, how it works. It's not bogus. It really is a wonderful career path. If you like writing, if you like people, if, well, you don't have to like people because a lot of my copywriter friends don't really like people. They're very big introverts, you know, but if you can pretend like you write people when you're writing to your market, that, that will work too. It's almost like just start and do something and then get to know. I have a free e-zine that I, on my website is called Copy Star. I give a lot of free information on there about how to write copy, how to get started in the business. Other people like Bob Bly, you know, Bob has his website. He gives away a lot of free stuff. Just AWAI mm -hmm. has on their uh, golden thread, lots of free stuff. So I'm not, don't, don't just jump in and buy programs yet. Just get the free stuff first, you know, start reading the free stuff and see what you can do with it. You know, one thing you could add to your list is listen to copywriters podcast. And, listen, and there you go. I was going to say that for last David, but you said it for me. So, I mean, it's like, this is an opportunity right there. You have all of these, how many podcasts do you have on your, um, well, this is 180, 180. I, I mean, that is a, that's, that's a, a two year college course. You know, if you were spending an hour, about half hour each, right? Actually, it is. We put a lot of actionable content in there, and we have great people like you, and I'm a good interviewer, so we get good yes. stuff out of them. <laughs> so exactly. So I'm saying is if you want to do these things, take advantage of the free stuff that's there, and then, you know, learn from it. And if you feel like, yeah, yeah, this is what I want, then if you need to invest into the next level, you know, mentorships or other types of programs, then do it. But don't just assume... Oh, I want to be a copywriter. How do I get to be a six-figure copywriter? Well, the same way you get to be a, you know, a, a high-powered corporate attorney. You know, you got to pay your dues and get your stuff up there. You know, it's not going to happen by come out of school and happen, right. you know, but you got to put the That's time right. and, um, and the due diligence in there. So it's one of those things where I hate people just kind of just waiting and waiting and waiting one day, one day, and then one day comes and it's not, it's not happening. It's, you know. Yeah, get started, do something. Yeah, I love just it. Do, just start. Just, that, that was my thing. Just start. If I can help you out, like I said, my website's got tons of free stuff in there. Just check it out. It's carlinecole.com. Check out Davis. You know, I mean, yeah, you got the stuff there. You got the tools. Like, the, we did not have this. We're now giving it all here. And say, you know, I, I've often said that the problem with the people who are into the law of attraction is that they're missing out on the last five letters. 
action. Absolutely. You got it. You got to take a step. You got to do something. I think about with the book idea. I had that idea um, last November. I was attending Brian Kurtz seminar. And I just kind of jokingly said, if I ever wrote a book, I'm going to call it my life as a 50 plus year old white male, because that's kind of who my market's been all along. So I kind of, I put it out there without knowing, realizing I just kind of put it out there. And now all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, I got to do something. So what happens? I meet oh, somebody there who's an editor, Laura uh, Gale. And from there, Laura and I started to get together. So from February, we start the book, you know, July 23rd, the book was up on Amazon, you know, on Kindle. So five months of doing it, but it's like, it won't happen one step at a time. It has to happen that way. Nathan is, is waving the velvet glove at me. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have to wrap and up it. soon. Well, just again, do it, just do it. All I have to say. And thank you very much. Thank you for coming on. What's your website one more time if people want to go check out your book? Sure. CarleenCole.com. C-A-R-L-I-N-E-C-O-L-E.com. Awesome. And Thank if you, you want to check out more episodes of the podcast, head on over to CopywritersPodcast.com. And until next time, we will catch you later. Later. Before we go, a quick question. Would you like to have me as a guest on your podcast? Let me give you an easy way to contact me about that. We've put up a form on garfinkelmedia.com, and it won't take much more than a minute to fill it out. So if you'd like to have me on your show, just go to garfinkelmedia.com and fill out the form. That's garfinkelmedia.com. Thanks, and see you next time on the Copywriters Podcast. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.